so, welcome back. Last time, these chuckle fucks all got together, found out the High Overseer had been moited by a very eccentric killer. Why'd you say it like that? Because I wanted to. I don't have to explain everything to you. You're not my dad. That's fair. Anyway, they discovered that um, they had to either go talk to the overseers in the office to figure out more, or thanks to some talking and a minor sequence breaking on Squares' part, go break into the offices of one Luigi Galvani and steal some research so that way the leader of the Bottle Street gang will tell them what he saw. And okay. they've decided to do the latter because nobody here likes the overseers. Hypothetically, if I was your dad, would you then explain it to me? No. Okay. <laughs> I have a criticism. Hmm. I've never chuckled in my life. <laughs> You're missing out. <laughs> I'm a fan of rough chuckles myself. Christ. You know me, the fighting freak knuckles. <sighs> I don't chuckle. So, my question to y'all is when do you want to break into Galvani's? Probably not in the middle of the day. Now, see, they'll not expect that. <laughs> we have to wait till the robots go to sleep at night to break in. <laughs> Wait, actually, do they have a maintenance period? Is there, like, they have to check them every day? There is a period where they need to, like, refuel and stuff, but uh, they usually, if someone has one, they usually have enough to have other robots, like, cover that refractory time. Oh, so they stagger it. Okay, that's clever. That makes sense. Just going to add an attribute to my character sheet called bullets. (laughs) All right. Off camera, I told Chloe that she can find bullets, whatever, just add them to the sheet. Don't care. I mean, you find them in, like, dumpsters and shit in the game. It makes sense. (laughs) I don't know why people throw up perfectly good bullets in the game, but there we go. Because they're heavy. (laughs) Because you can only carry so many of them, and you never use your gun because you're trying to be stealthy. Yeah. So I'm I am still in the not during the day camp here. Yeah, I'm. Uh... The owner of the house is out, so the best time to do it is when there's no one around to see it, and that can yeah. actually depend. It could be at night or it could be in the middle of the day, depending on where this is located. All right, but I'm uh, I'm not the sneaky type, so. Um, I'm not really sure what you want me to do. How about, how about, how about... We do as much sneaking as possible and have you bring up the rear until the moment that sneaking is impossible and then we put you in the front. All right, yeah. It seems like I I don't have a better plan. Besides, you can always use a lookout. We could always use a lookout, and I have a, a predilection for getting up high and observing my surroundings. Okay. 
I would like to do that here to maybe sort of suss out when the best time to jump in is. Because we, the way I see it, we don't exactly have forever to do reconnaissance here. Because if this is, in fact, a serial killing, which extra narratively we do know that it is, but in like character... Even- even in character, you can kind of suspect that is probably yeah. the first of many, considering how unusual it was. Yeah, and that means that every day that we waste is another day closer to the next murder. So we don't have an abundance of time here. So I am trying to do some quick and dirty scouting. All right. Since it is quick and dirty... And you are specifically looking to go as like to maybe do this in a minimum amount of time as possible. I'm going to say that this is going to be a difficulty two. Okay. So go ahead. And also, since you're doing it like quickly, I would say this would probably study forcefully or either study forcefully or study boldly. Because you're not being... Uh, no, there's a quietly, but there's not a quickly. There's a swiftly. There is a swiftly. The The thing is, is that all of these skills that you've named so far are ones that I have four in, so it doesn't actually oh, okay. <laughs> affect anything. <laughs> okay. So either way, so, I'm trying to roll an eight here. Yep. Two eights. Yeah. I would like to spend momentum to get a third die. All right. Oh, I forgot to mention, technically at the end of each scene, you're supposed to lose one momentum, but I figured that with all the stuff that was going on in the first session that it didn't feel fair to just keep draining their momentum. So I just took it at the end of the session. So they're down to three now. They were at four, now they're at three. We we were not making an abundance of rolls last time. Right. That would require it. But so, 3d20, that is one success. That is one success. Now... There is a thing that you can do with momentum, and then you can re-roll any amount of die that you want to re-roll, but you have to accept the re-roll even if it's worse. Though I don't know why you would have to. I don't. Well, actually, if you rolled a twenty, if then, I yeah, if I rolled twenties, that would cause problems. Yeah, is everybody okay with me spending extra momentum to? I mean, maybe it seems try like and get a, this to work. Seems like it's a use it or lose it thing. So yeah, spend that shit. All right. Okay, I think I will, that is. I'm going wait. to re-roll that 14 and that 17. No, that's um, that's hmm? that's using a void, not momentum. I'm sorry. Oh, do you want to use that void? Is it just one? Yeah, a- anything that using the void points is one. All right. Well, I've got two, and I don't have void powers, so I'm not going to be spending it on anything. So. All right. Yeah. So yeah, you can. Reroll that 17 and that 14 and get a 2 and a 4. That's three successes, folks. You actually, you actually get a momentum out of that. You spend yeah. a momentum and you got a momentum. Nice. Yep. We in that ass. So by quick and dirty, how much time do you mean? Like less than a day? Like are you just doing like maybe half a night or just a full night? What time are we rejoining the universe? Basically any time that you want. Okay, I... The second that our group came to the consensus that we would be breaking into this place, I just left to go scout. And if it seemed like we would not be able to get there, 
like in that chunk of the day, I just went mm-hmm. back and said, all right, daylight hours are no good. We're going in at night. Yeah, exactly. There you go. So it's still maybe a few hours before night falls. So I'll do a so thing. Question, that, question then, Colin, because you haven't really answered the question is, hmm. are the daylight hours going to be a good time to stage this break in? Or are there too many people around Galvani's residence during the daylight hours? There's too many people. There's people who like work there that are doing stuff like while he's gone. There's servants. There's guards. And the entire time, they're kind of being creeped out by these weird clockwork soldiers, which I will now describe to you and reveal on the Roll20. For people who have not played the game, they're basically tall, spindly humanoids covered in wood armor. And, like, the helmet is actually shaped like a bird skull. And instead of normal arms and hands, their lower arms and hands have been replaced with swords, of which there are four because they have four arms. And they're filled with gears and, like... They don't have a lot of external plating, it looks like, especially around the torso. No, 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 That's... no. This is this is from the concept art. That it looks like that, but in in universe, they actually do have external armor around the uh, torso and legs. I don't know why okay. the concept art doesn't have that, but okay, understood. Yeah, because that that would have been a horrendous design oversight to have all your fucking gearboxes on the outside. <laughs> yeah. Also, also, something that you can notice is that the cameras that allow them to see on the head are bi-directional. They see both in front of and behind them at any given time. Noted. Which means we need to come in from the left or the right. That's where the knives are. (laughs) Alright, so, asked and answered. We are not going in during the daylight hours, which means we have a couple of hours to do some prep work. If we need it. I don't have any money, so I don't have any equipment to go buy. And I've already hit up two of my three contacts, and I don't see how the third could be of any use. So unless one of you wants to assign me to go do something, I don't have anything to do until nightfall. Uh, no. <laughs> Somebody still needs to go down to the, uh, to the overseer's office, but nobody's volunteering to do it. <laughs> all right uh in that case there is one thing i want to do uh real quick is monticelli as as the your guys are waiting for uh nightfall there is a knock at your uh door at the pearl parador i assume i would answer it i Uh, all right i wasn't (laughs) i wasn't gonna all right so it's the owner of the uh blair theater of the arts which is where you are currently performing and he goes, hey, I uh, just wanted to make sure that we're still on for tomorrow. The incredible Monticelli does not welch on uh, appointments. All right, good, good. Because uh, we have have sold a lot of tickets. And man, I do not want to have to go through the trouble of refunding all those. So thank you. So if there's nothing else that anybody can think of doing before nightfall. I mean, I could think of something, but it would kind of be time wasty. Do we have like an actual plan other than go in and try not to get stabbed by robots before we get the thing? What do we actually, what do we know like in the universe about clockwork soldiers? 
other than they exist and they're made of clockwork. You know that they're tall. You now know that they have sight both forward and backwards, thanks to the uh, to the scouting. You know that they're powered by whale oil. You know that they are extremely precise. And also, you know that the person who used to make them isn't making them anymore. Apparently, there was some sort of accident. Not too much details have been put into. So these are probably going to be some of the last clockworks ever made. Mm. So is this like a multi-story building? What floor are we uh, actually going for? There are two floors to the building. But there's no obvious entrance from the top. Well, I mean, I guess there is windows. There are windows on the uh, top floor. Does it have a balcony? It does not have a balcony. No. It does have part, bits of the roof that you can stand on, but it does not have a balcony. But just, just listen. If you guys can get me past those soldiers, I can get us through the door. What is the best point of entry for someone who is not, you know, a parkour fool? Oh, the front door. Yeah, that doesn't seem super great. Or maybe the back door. There's there's a back door in the courtyard. Here, actually, I will move you guys to the map I drew. It's extremely shitty. Yeah, right. It's the black square. Oh, there we go. Yeah, they, <laughs> below yeah, that. Further down. Yeah, I I put all the uh, I put all the images on one thing because it wouldn't make sense that if you guys go on different floors for me to keep bouncing back and forth. I only see one right, now floor. Now it definitely feels like thief. <laughs> Am I only supposed to be saying one floor? Oh, you're hiding the other one. Okay. Yeah, I'm hiding the other two. Well, I'm, I'm hiding the other two because there's also a basement, but you guys in character don't know that yet. So there is a courtyard and there is a way into the courtyard. Galvani's office also has some fairly big windows that you can go in. And then there's the front door, but basically every other window, it looks like it's small. And all the windows are actually fairly well guarded by clockworks. At least on the ground floor. The top floor, um, with three successes, uh, I will say that you know that there's only one clockwork patrolling the entire upper floor. Where there's like three on floor one, one of which is active at all times, and the other two are either asleep or, you know, adding to the patrol. But um, during the day, it's only one, and it seems like at night there's two active at any time. And question mark on the basement. Alright, okay. so it does seem like the second floor is our entry point. It's going to have the least opportunity for us to get caught. But how do we get up there? How do we all get up there? Well, how many of you can climb a rope? I can. I could probably climb a rope. I'm assuming that's, you know, enough about upper body strength that, yeah, William can also probably climb up a rope. Yeah. Everybody in this party is good at climbing rope. <laughs> I mean, I have a four on move. <sighs> so I figure I can get in and throw a rope out a window that you all can climb. Right. All right, so... My issue, my, my issue here is that it's it's one thing for a single person to sneak into somewhere. It's quite another for four people to sneak in somewhere with unnoticed. Mm-hmm. Like I, like we do need to get in there, but I'm just I don't see all of us getting in there completely undetected. So I'm wondering if there's maybe a 
better way to go about this? I have an idea if you are worried about entering. You could be the distraction. Okay, go on. Fain breaking in from an angle that that we are not approaching from, get caught on purpose, and lead them on a merry chase throughout the city. It will certainly pull away any human guards who are left over, and may pull away some of the clockwork soldiers. I can work with this. Need to disguise myself, and I'll need an escape route, because I don't want to accidentally turn down a blind alley and just get stuck. So I'm going to so yeah, if we have a little bit of time, I actually would like to plot out which way I want to run. We definitely do have a couple of hours. This is the time before night falls when we would have been figuring this out. Is it? Does this game have like a help out mechanic? Because I feel like between Bliss and myself, there's a lot of knowledge of the streets of this city. There yeah. is, actually, and you all get to roll basically whatever skill you want in order to basically pool your successes and 20s into a single um, complex difficulty action. Yeah. All right. So everybody go ahead and roll, I guess this would be s- either study or survive, whichever is higher for you. Right. Well, basically, I, I think we have the chance to... Um, justify whatever we want to roll ah, as okay. being applicable because uh like the the example was um talk forcefully in order to help someone else move silently ah or, okay or move quietly i could i'm trying uh can i justify survive boldly because billy <laughs> being well no I'm, hear me out billy yeah. being you know kind of a strong man might, you know, see more escape routes that might, you know, less unscathed than Friend or Bliss would care for, but Billy's like, yeah, I'll just fucking crash through a window, whatever. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'll <laughs> just fucking bowl over that fruit cart. <laughs> My yeah. cabbages! <laughs> <laughs> so go ahead and roll that. Alright. So I'm uh, rolling two here. Uh, that's two successes. And so you get another momentum. All right. Yeah. So, yeah, you managed to find um, an escape route that would be a little less conventional. A little more harrowing. Yeah. Like, and, you know, like, as you're looking through it, like, you you realize that Clockwork Soldiers, they might be tall and they might be scary and they might be made out of blades, but they're not exactly, you know, the most. Limber? Agile? Limber, agile, like they, they can't really move the way you would be able to move through this uh, escape route. So you'd probably be able to lose them pretty easily, which is my way of saying you'll get to roll three dice when you make your escape. This method also has the advantage of being very loud, which ensures that the soldiers will not lose him until he wants them to. So he'll essentially be able to pull them forever. Right. Nice. Okay. This is just flavor, but yeah, I go find something to conceal my face completely. Okay. Because I am a fairly known person, and I would rather not, you know... 
I know Poppin is going to jump on my nuts about bare knuckle boxers not going for the face again, but I I have <laughs> to say, I know that broken nose anywhere. I mean, I do have a broken <laughs> nose. That is one of my character traits. And you, a bare knuckle boxer can have a broken nose. It's just that it came because someone made a mistake, not because someone was doing it on purpose. Or just like someone who I was getting in a fight with isn't a bare knuckle boxer. Just like some street thug, street tough, just like took a shot at me. You did get completely whiffed by a guy who was mad that you cost him 30 coins uh, in the first session, so. Yeah. Okay, so I got a general plan. I found like an alley, fairly tight alley, and there's a bunch of trash cans that you can knock over. Right, yeah. And I'm thinking, like, I can just, like, bust through something and then... Yeah, oh, yeah. Just, uh, <laughs> just find a, a house that's unoccupied and, like, loosen up the door a little bit beforehand so you can fucking blow it off its hinges with your shoulder. Right. And then from there, I've got a couple ways that I can just escape, unmask, and just be among the general populace and just get going. Mm-hmm. Right on. So, Loud Boy will be loud, and yeah. the rest of us will attempt to be as quiet as possible. Are we going to have, like, some sort of a signal that you are good and I can break off, or am I just going to, like, have a time? How do you mean? Well, like, I'm making a distraction. How long do you want me to distract them for? As long as you possibly can, I would think. I would like to have... None of them return. Okay. That's fair. Just thinking of, like, if you guys get done, if there's a way for you to, like, flag me or something, that you are out. Honestly, it would be safer if we didn't have a method like that. I'm... Okay, breaking and entering, not my strong suit, so I'm just asking <laughs> stuff. Yes. <laughs> yes. You are correct that we would not want to... Leave you in the lurch all night. So, how should we signal you if necessary? Well, why don't you just have, like, Ratcatcher bark a couple of times? Like, dogs bark, that's a thing. But I hear a, I hear a dog bark, I don't know, let's say three times and then stop in your general area. I can take that as the signal to get out of there. That could work. Bliss, is that something you could do? Or Yeah, I can I can manage that. That's easy. Okay. Ratcatcher can howl on the queue. Howl on queue. Excellent. Ratcatcher, upon hearing his name, looks up and he's got like ha- like a rat like halfway in his mouth. Oh, where did you even find that? He wags his tail. I imagine your feeding expenses are fairly low. Sometimes I try and feed them things that aren't rats. Alright, well, seems like we have the best possible plan we're going to get, so, um, rest up until night, I guess. I'm gonna go find a disguise. You find a disguise. I will not make you spend money on your disguise. You just find, like, a fucking pile of rags. I'm just, like, wrapping old shirts around my face or something, yeah. Yeah. Like, you find a rag in a dumpster. There you go. I'm trying to wear 
you know, the least recognizable clothing I have. I'm, maybe I'm making myself look kind of destitute here. Yeah. You model yourself after Bliss. I have treated <laughs> clothing on, but maybe I, like, throw, like, some robes, like a ragged old robe over top of it or something. Just, like, try to cultivate the image of somebody who's so desperate they'd try to break through the front door of an office. Okay, yeah, that works. I mean, you're not gonna have to work too hard to trick these things into following you. They're robots. They will be programmed to follow somebody who's trying to break in. Yeah, but you said there's guards, too. Mm, True. Alright. I have nothing else. I've got nothing else. All my stuff is for once we actually get there. Planning's not my strong suit. Oh, right. Okay, so, night falls. Clock wipe. You guys work your no way... <laughs> you guys work your way over to Galvani's sort of live-in office. He's not there, and like when you get there, you notice that none of the help is there anymore, but you do see two clockworks patrolling the first floor, and one is still patrolling the upper. And there are like a couple of guards that are slacking off because, you know, the clockworks can do a lot of the work. Are the guards posted, like, directly at the front entrance? One is. Okay, is there anyone at the courtyard? Can I sneak and sneak No, nah, there's there? nobody in the courtyard because they figure the clockworks will be able to see. Okay, that's where I want to hit then. All right. So, there's a back door, like a back sliding glass door in the courtyard, um, but when you jostle it, it, it is locked. No, honestly, I'm just going to, like, try to look like I'm sneaking up like as best I can and then I just want to get up there and attempt to kick the door down like I'm going to make an honest attempt to try to kick the door down okay go ahead Uh, and roll I uh, guess boldly fight yeah boldly fight sounds nice I am kicking this door's ass fight that door my punch is fight Uh so that's one success that's one success all right so you kick the door in and like the, the glass shatters and you know, the, the door kind of, it doesn't swing open. Cause like I said, it was, it was a sliding glass door, but then you hear from inside. Playback for detection registered. All right. So can I like hear them coming? How, how, how close are they to me? From what you could tell that, voice was coming from the kitchen so you don't have a lot of time before they come on you but i think that is part of the plan yeah all right um i'm gonna yell shit and i'm just gonna swing around from the courtyard back to i basically want to like make it very known that i am trying to run away now okay that is (laughs) going to be what would the best thing for lying like this entail Talk cleverly? I guess. Yeah, go ahead and roll talk cleverly for me. Talk cleverly, that's five and four. So, no successes. All right. No successes. So, uh... See, I don't know how this would affect 
the behavior uh, actually, of the clockwork soldiers, though. I'm trying to draw the attention of the guards. Yeah, you hear one guard go, what was that? And it's like, don't worry, the clockwork will get it. And then as they are saying that, one of the clockworks just comes around, looks right at you in the uh, at the courtyard, and goes, Combat Protocol 8. And starts running for you. Um, okay. So let's say I call, I went around here, and mm-hmm. run around this corner. All right. Can I just head, like, in this direction? Yeah. You said there's a guard posted up at the front, right? Yeah, there's a guard, there's one guard posted at the front. Okay, so I, let's say I'm doing this. I swing around the corner, and then I'm, like, I pretend, I act surprised that there's a guard there, and then I just kind of try to bowl him over as I'm running. <laughs> okay. Roll me fight cleverly. Fight cleverly. Okay. Six and four. So below ten or below. That's one hey, success. Hey, you get one success. So you bowl him over and he goes, hey, hey, Chauffer, get back here. And uh, he starts running after you. You have gotten both of them. Both the guards? No, the gu- well, the guard and the uh, and the clockwork. Okay, there's more than one clockwork, though. Yeah. The other one is still in there. Two of them don't need to be in there unless one of them is, like, fucking... Okay, the way you talked made me made it seem like there's, like, five or something in there. There's three on the first floor, one of which is asleep, and one on the second floor. And you guys don't even know of the existence of the basement, so you have no idea if there's any down there. Okay, so there's two in there now. There's two in there now. One is asleep, the other is... Ch- and one is chasing me. Mm-hmm. And then one is on still patrol in there. Yep. Okay. Um, if I try to draw the attention of the remaining clockwork, that's definitely going to be weird, because mm-hmm. I am supposed to be escaping. So I guess two out of maybe three is the best case scenario I can get. Okay. So let's see, just to be sure. There's one clockwork and one guard left in there. Right. That we know of. That you know of. And that's on the first floor. There's still the one active one on the second floor as well, correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. So it kind of seems like I really didn't do great of a job. You pulled away, like, fully half of the opposition that we were aware of. And the guards will be busy with something else. Yeah. Giving us a clear route to the door. That right, you so broke yeah. open. I am now going to try to just lead them around for a while, then. Yeah, and actually, now that the door is open, that's an alternate entry point. Yeah. Glance down at my lockpicking tool, shrug, walk in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're walking in on the bottom? I was going to ask where you, where you guys want to enter, so you, you are definitely entering on floor one? Unless someone stops me. So... I figure it might be, because we don't know where the research notes are going to be kept, it might be wise to split up. I can go in through the top, and you two can go in through the ground floor. Okay. And I'll take the basement. There are still the remaining guards, and we don't know the basement exists yet. Right. I don't intend to engage the guards. (laughs) If that happens, then things have gone wrong. Right, but if things go wrong, it might be nice to have some backup. Alright, and if that happens, then I will leap out of the closest window and figure it out from there. (laughs) Alright, so, 
Monticelli, you're going in through the bottom. Friend, you're going through the top. Which way is Bliss going through? I figure that I'm also going to try and go in through the bottom, but I'm not going to follow Monticelli too closely, so I don't. So my bungling doesn't uh, end up making his job harder. All right. So you're going to go through the front door and he's going to go through the courtyard or are you going to break in through another window? No, because I don't want to make a bunch of noise because I figure another set of eyes searching might be more useful. Okay. I want to get down into the basement. All right. So, yeah, I guess I'm going in through the front door. All right, so you go in through the front door, Monticelli. You go in through. I, I said the front courtyard. door. Oh, oh, you said the front door. Okay, I yeah. thought you. Okay, and that so that means that Bliss is going through the courtyard. Yeah, no one will expect somebody to go through the courtyard twice. Yeah. All right, and then, friend, there are three ways you can get into the top floor. You can either get in through the bedroom, you can get through the reading room, or you can get into through the uh, hallway. However, when you look in through the hallway, you do see something walking around and it says, Still idling. Take this opportunity to back charge second coil. Alright. In my time observing this thing's movements, have I figured out which room it enters the least often? It will probably enter the reading room the least often because the it is connected through the bedroom and also the reading room has the least valuable stuff in it so it doesn't Mm. need to patrol it as often then i will start at the reading room all right so you break in through the reading room parkour 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 parkour. at this point i need you to roll me what's what's a good stealth thing to do sir um survive quietly how about move carefully Move carefully also works. Yeah, move. What am I thinking? Survive. I t- <laughs> All right. So I'm trying to roll below a 10. Mm-hmm. Well, you One do. success. Yep. You get into the reading room and you wait a little bit to make sure that you weren't caught. And then you just hear 1,000 rotations. Hmm. Reintroducing graphite. Which means it hasn't heard you. Excellent. All right. So down on the bottom floor, Galvani, you are going through Galvani. God, Monticelli, you're going through the main entrance. The There's, great Galvani. The great Galvani. There are three doors, one on each wall. And from the descriptions earlier, you can tell that going north is to the kitchen and going south is to the library. Into the library. All right. Um, when you go into the library, you hear from the awards room. Idling. Commence lens refocus. Colin is extremely determined to use all of these voice clips. Oh, God, no. I won't be using all of them. There's 65 of them, and some of them are for, like, hey, I killed something. I am hoping I don't have to use that one. Okay. So, um, does it sound like it's moving? It sounds like it's doing its normal patrol, but it is moving away from you, which does mean it's moving towards the courtyard. Uh, I would like to boldly hurry up behind it and tinker it. All right. It does not actually have any rules for having 
bi-directional sight. So go ahead and roll me move carefully. Depends I, I on how you're stealthing. I am tinkering boldly. Going yeah, right up to it. If you're going right up to if you're going right up to it, uh, don't you want to try and sneak up to it first so that way it doesn't like just start attacking you on sight? So would that be um, move cleverly? I will take move cleverly, sure. As in I am attempting to uh, watch its movement and um, camera patterns. Right. In order to avoid being spotted by it. And I will spend a momentum on this one. Okay. So you guys are down to... To roll three. Yep. And I believe these are, like, there are opposed rolls. Well, I mean, you got a critical success. That's so four successes. That's a three. No, that's three. Three successes. All right. Um, I can't count. Don't worry. I can't read. Let me... This would probably be study carefully. But I'm, I'm just rolling to see if it gets... See how many successes it gets. It is definitely not going to... Unless it rolls fantastically, it's not going to... Yeah, even... It, it's still got two successes, but even two is not three. So, yeah, you get up right up to it. Uh, it doesn't notice you, so now you may tinker boldly. Boldly tinker. Tinker, tinker boy. Let's see, and... Uh, Magician is yep. too many syllables. I can't do a tinker tailor soldier sailor. <laughs> One success. One success. All right. So what exactly are you looking to do to this thing? Break something important. Hmm. By virtue of knowing how it would work. Okay. All right. So you go up to it and you start snipping at it. And then you find some of the things that have the whale oil in it directed. So that way it moves and like you move back and then you hear from it. Uh, and then like, as you're going back, you hear here. Overheating. Stop all action. And you can definitely tell it is getting too hot. And and the guard in the room goes, what the hell? This thing shouldn't be overheating. And he just starts moving to uh, take a look at it. So it is good. It will be caught up like right here. Like right. Wait, so there's here. also living guards in this building. There's one living guard in this building. The uh, the other guard got uh, that, you know, of. yeah, the other guard got chased off or not chased off, but uh, led away. Yeah, led away. But he is here looking at the th- looking at it. Um, so and he is What's distracted. He yeah, like he's he's looking at he's trying. He's going to try his best. So in that case, Bliss, you see the clockwork has like started steaming a little bit because it's overheating and the guard is looking at it. Uh, so what do you do? Well, my way in is kind of fucked now. Well, I mean, one's distracted by dying, question mark, and the other one is distracted by looking at the thing that is overheating. So you can... If you want to try and sneak in, I will give you an extra dice. Just for free. Uh, yeah, I want to try and sneak in and make it down to the basement. I want to see what's down in the basement. Alright, so how do you want to sneak? I know it's going to be move of some sort, but like I would assume either like carefully, uh, cleverly, or quietly would probably work. <laughs> I am not good at any of those things. Uh, okay. So if you if I could make some sort of case for moving swiftly, that might work. But yeah, you just you just move. No, you can just move like fast enough that the guy doesn't like notice you as you run by. 
Sure. So go ahead and run the move uh, swiftly. Okay, I'm rolling three dice. Yes, you can go ahead and roll three. Ooh, That's one to twenty. Two successes and a twenty. Yeah. Complication. So two, there's a complication. So you do succeed in going past it, but the guy goes, "God damn, things busted!" And he moves over to the. He starts moving into Galvani's lab, and uh, he like starts tapping on the on one and goes, "Hey, hey, wake up!" And uh, you can hear one starting to starting up, and it says. Rear visual active. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Just start the other patrol, will ya? And uh, and it just starts moving on that patrol. So you managed to get through, but it's a basically a net. It's, it's a wash. It's, 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 it's a wash. It's a wash is what I meant to say, yeah. So. Well, unfortunate. Basement time. Yeah, basement time. Let me reveal the basement for you. So when you get down into the basement, immediately to your left is a bunch of boxes and barrels and like just some discarded papers. But also at the very end, you see a closed door with a piece of paper that on it that says warning, do not open. Oh, I gotta open it. (laughs) Do you? Do you? I just gotta. Okay. Do I'm not gonna it? open it. I'm not gonna oh. open it. <laughs> okay. All right. Um. You said there's records. Uh, there's boxes down here, and it looks like there's rec- records. Yeah. Like when you go further down this hall, there's a there's a whole thing that says records, and you actually don't hear any clockworks down here. Cool, cool, cool. I'm gonna go look through the records then and see if I can find. Uh, maybe he has this research notes stored down here for some reason. Okay, go ahead and roll me. It's actually a whole bunch of vinyl records. <laughs> ah, this is where he st- stores all of his audiographs. Do you want to, like, how, how are you doing this, like, as fast as you possibly can? Excuse me, Paul, I've loaded up 50 pounds of wax cylinders into <laughs> my backpack <laughs> to sell in the black market. Uh, <laughs> um, honestly... This isn't good at studying or doing anything smart, so I'm just gonna do with I'm just gonna do study carefully because okay. that's all she's really good at. Well, I mean, she's not good at any of it. So you're gonna take a while and just basically read through and make sure that you don't miss anything important. Yeah, uh, I guess I'll just roll a basic two d twenty and see if I get anything out of it. I got one well, success. You got one success. All right, so you don't find his research notes down here, but what you do find as you're uh, looking through is a note of sale for a safe, and he spent quite a good amount of money on it, and the note in here gives directions on how to change the combination, and it says standard default combination was applied before sending it here. We suggest you change it as soon as possible, though knowing you, you probably will wait until you get back. Ah, so there's a safe somewhere with a default combination set to it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And uh, why don't you go ahead and... I'll say that you know the city enough that you've recognized like where this place that they bought the safe is from. So go ahead and 
as you're thinking, roll me tinker and give me a style that you can possibly wing your way at me. See if I'll agree to it. Just to figure out what this safe might be? Yeah, what, what the default combination might be. Like, maybe you've been there before and you know that like they all use they always use the same default combination to start with. Yeah, Bliss uh Bliss Bliss has busted a couple of safes, not exactly quietly. So what about Tinker forcefully? Yeah, sure. That works. I've got like a little book with all of the I've got a little book in my uh pack somewhere with all of the default safe codes I've gotten from around the city. <laughs> Tinker forcefully Sounds like a serial hero. <laughs> Last time on the adventures of Tinker Forcefully. Well, fuck. You got a, um, you got a 20. One success. So there's a complication, but there is a success. And you guys joke, but the co- there, that default fuck combination off. that that company uses is 451. <laughs> I would like to second the fuck off. <laughs> I'm just making a really big jack-off motion right now. <laughs> Seconded and implicitly thirded motion passes. Colin, fuck off. <laughs> Court rules jerk-off motion is successful. <laughs> I'm sure someone will appreciate the fact that the combination is 451. Maybe not in this call, but someone listening to this might. <laughs> Watson, two years from now, will appreciate it. <laughs> the complication. So, as you're putting, like, the book back, you accidentally, like, like, you're trying to, like, move more books to, like, put it back, and then, like, all these books fall, and from upstairs, you hear... Running search protocol... And you start hearing something moving downstairs. Hear these freestanding bookshelves? No, they are kind of... They're built into the wall, so they don't fall over. Uh... They don't, however, go all the way to the ceiling. Well, actually, how built into the wall are they? Pretty well built into the wall. Uh, It would take a lot of strength in order to push one down. Meaning it would be a difficult... I'll say that a crowbar will give you a plus two to whatever you're thinking of rolling, but it's still going to be at least two successes. Oh, I think in this case it would add an extra die. This is how the system uh, yeah, works. Yeah, actually it would be. Yeah. Yeah, it would add an extra die, but it would still require three successes. Wait, three. You've added one. Uh, no, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I meant two. I meant two. I'm sorry. I was originally thinking three, and that's why I said three. But yeah, I, I decided on two and just forgot. I'm sorry. Apply the simple tool lever to this problem to gain a mechanical advantage to your action. I would like to duck one more bookcase down. Mm-hmm. And... I want to wait for the clockwork soldier to come to go into the alcove I was in, mm-hmm. and I want to dump a bookcase on it. Okay. You hear it starting to walk closer and closer. You hear the mechanical movements of the thing, and uh, it says, The machine is experiencing uncertainty. It is right behind that bookshelf you're at. Okay. 
I guess I'm rolling Tinker Can forcefully. I Tinker forcefully? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Tinker forcefully. Let's go ahead and roll three dice. Two, you need to get two successes. Yeah, two of them need to be less than ten. Oh, hey! Three. Holy shit! How about four? How about four successes total? Taste, taste the power of physics, robot. <laughs> okay, so, so um, that is you maxed out the momentum. Now you guys have six momentum. I can't give you more. Yep. Yep. So um, the, you hear a giant crash, and it starts crushing the uh. The thing, and, um... Oh, no. Why <laughs> was I programmed to feel pain? And you hear... It is definitely, like, stuck in there, and it is clearly having some issues. Oh, man. Back to the second floor, you... <laughs> How about back to William? <laughs> no, 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 actually, I have a idea, actually, okay. that I've been okay, waiting yeah, let's... Let's go with back to William. William, you're still being chased by the clockwork in the soldier. Yeah. So how far apart are they, like, from each other? They're fairly close. No, but I'm going to say that they're fairly close to each other. Hmm. Okay. I want to do uh, a critical thinking slash intelligence test here. Okay. Is that I get to a point where there is a branching path. Like, there's two different areas I could have gone. Mm-hmm. And I want to try... How much? How far away am I from them? How much time do I have? You know, truths are a thing that exist. You could just yeah. declare conditions by spending momentum. Yeah. Though, to be fair, I could also cancel those truths with chaos. Mm, that'd make you a dick, though. It would make me a dick, but you know what? If I think it would be funnier... Guess what I would do? <laughs> but yes, you can spend momentum to uh, to create truths. I believe it is two momentum to create a truth. Yes. Okay. I mean, I'm just trying to. I just like. I, I just want an area where of like there's one way I could have gone and another way I could have gone. Okay. And I want enough time to make it like, okay, let's like stamp a footprint here around the corner or something, and then like in the other one, there's a. Maybe there's, like, a door that I could, like, have gently swinging behind me. And I'll see which one... Maybe I can split them up or something. Alright, yeah. So, if you want to spend that momentum to create a truth, that truth being they don't know where you are, I will allow that and just subtract two momentum right now. Is everyone cool with that? Yeah, we, we got maxed out. We got it. Keep spawning it. Alright, spend that shit. Alright, so you have created the truth. They don't know where you are. I've got one, uh, like, one very obvious clue of which one I may have gone, and one not-so-obvious clue, and they're both leading down different paths. Right. We're trying to see if I can trip up the robot into chasing the obvious one, or maybe opposite way. I don't know how smart these things are, but I'm assuming we're operating on a fairly simple set of instructions. Yeah. So, when when they get there, the you hear... The machine has lost its quarry. And then it just turns its head, so that way it looks down both directions at once. Which one would you prefer to have, the guard or the uh, or the robot? <laughs> hmm. Do you want the walking knives or do you just want the guy? Um. Yeah, but the walking knives is dumb. Yeah, I'm. I'm. This is basically like which one would figure out. Like, I've got one obvious. I went this way clue and another f- subtle. 
clue that yeah. also could indicate that I went that way, and they're on the different paths. Well, here's the thing I was asking you, so that way, like, I, I could have you roll to see if you get the one that you want to have, that you want to follow you, follow you. Hmm. I would prefer the guy. Okay. Either or, but I prefer the guy. So go ahead and roll me move cleverly. Awesome. That's a four and a four. Oh. <laughs> Oops. How, how about this? Could I, could I lobby you? Colin mm-hmm. for maybe something a little bit better because I remember that uh, that William has a higher score in talk than move. Am I correct? Yeah, I have a five in move. Talking is maybe not exclusively talking, but could be communication. Hmm. He is attempting to lie to them. Yeah. Alright, yeah. So go ahead and roll me lie cleverly. Okay, well, let me... Beating nine, then okay. T- talk cleverly. Uh, that's two successes. That's two successes. So <laughs> a little bit. The guard goes. You go that way. I'll go this way. See if I can't find the bastard. And the machine starts moving that direction, and the guard is coming up to you. Now, the wonderful thing about combat is that most enemies—I'm not going to say all enemies because there are tougher enemies—but most enemies only have the one hit point, and once you've dealt with them they're done so if you want you can try and like that was my plan actually is like to draw him off and then knock his lights out that was explicitly my plan all right so uh go ahead and roll me i guess fight fight and i would say boldly boldly i would do carefully personally because i am trying not to make a lot of noise like i'm trying to get him out in one shot Okay, okay, yeah, so uh, carefully would work better. So go ahead and fight carefully. That's a 10. I'm going to use another momentum to give me th- another dice. Is that cool? Use it or lose it. Mm-hmm. We technically can't stop you. Don't you have focuses? Uh, yeah, I do have a, I have a brawling focus. So yeah, you can add your brawling focus to this. This definitely applies if you're using your fists. No, it's that's, that's not the, how that works. Yeah, that's the, the critical that's, range. The focus is if I roll a five or below, then I get like a bonus. Oh, yeah. I thought it was. I thought it if added. You get an success no, no, no. if you hit your success. It's like okay. a critical critical uh, range. Yeah, it, it expands your critical range. So if your brawling is five, that means any roll five or lower counts as a critical success. Okay, so I'm going to roll three d twenty here. That's a three. And that means one of those is a critical success. All right, so that means you have two successes and one critical success. Yep. All right, so you just punch him, and he he, he just goes, I Ugh. slip my brass knuckles on and just whap him right in the temple, and he is yep. out. And he just, like, thuds to the floor. I want to freeze, and if the, I have to hear the robot, like, turn around and start coming for me. Did the robot notice? From, like, the entire length of the alley away, way away, you hear... Let's see. Transition state. Here. End search. And it seems to be walking back at a reasonable pace. Okay, so I didn't alert it, so I have a second. Can I, like... Are there keys on this dude? Does this dude have any sort of, like, like a ring of keys on him? I'm gonna say yeah, because he was guarding the front door. I'm gonna swipe them keys. Okay. And then I'm going to make more noise so that the robot knows I'm here, and then I'm also I'm going to book it again. All right. So when when you do that, 
Like, I'm not even going to make you roll. It's easy enough to trick these things. You hear, Playback for unambiguous enemies. And it starts chasing you. Cool. I think that's the end of my little turn here. All right. So, back on the second floor, friend. Yes. You hear a fairly loud crash coming from below, and you hear the clockwork up there say, Running search protocol. And starts moving downstairs. <sighs> okay, well, I am not a combatant. Mm-hmm. I am not going to try and engage this thing. I am instead going to take advantage of my newfound guaranteed loneliness up here and pick through the contents of first the reading room and then the bedroom a little more quickly than I would have otherwise. All right. um, I'm going to say without even needing to roll, you don't really find anything of note except in the bedroom in this little crook right here, there is a safe. Ah. Alright. Well. Standard three number combination. What is it currently set to? Eight, seven, three. Alright. Out of character, I know that's the wrong combination, but I will try it nonetheless in case it was, like, set to the unlock, which is not changed. You yank it, nothing happens. Alright. Uh, do I find anything of particular value that I can just stuff in my pockets? Uh, yeah, you'll find a few things that you can better that you can stuff into your pockets. You also find like a book on a nightstand, and when you read through it, um, you discover that Galvani paid Barry half in order to guarantee it, but he didn't want to pay the full amount in case like he just ran off with the money, so. He was going to pay the other half upon delivery. And then you find the last entry says delivery hasn't happened yet. And I leave tomorrow. If the clockworks are, are here when I return, he'll get the other half of his money. I see. All right. Well, that's good to know. I'm glad that you've closed that little plot hole. Yes. I didn't Uh, notice it until you pointed it out. So I had to think of a way to make it. Good job. Yeah. I'm proud of you. <laughs> let, me, uh, let me take a moment to check out storage. I mean, I call it storage, but it's mostly like cleaning supplies and shit. Like there's a mop, there's a broom, you know, buckets, various chemicals. All right. Would any of these various chemicals be useful in the subjugation of a clockwork being? Not really unless you want to spend momentum to create a truth that it would yeah all right i'll do that yeah you find like some sort of weird like pre-cleaning thing that helps the soap do its job better by just making things a little more dirty to begin with but like when not applied with soap it just like will become sticky and tacky and grimy you could probably slap this on the clockwork's eyes and blinded a little bit all right well i will i will start by in fact spreading some of that on the stairway okay i'm gonna home alone these motherfuckers okay 
I will allow this. And then I'm going to go into the bedroom and, I don't know, flip the bed upside down or something. Something that'll be loud. All right. You did this fairly quickly, so I'm going to say that it was like, like since it was out of um out of sight, it got down here into this hallway before uh you did it because it was walking slowly, and then it hears that, and it goes general detection state, and it starts running up the stairs, and I'm going to rule that in order to not get home alone, it is going to have to roll move carefully probably sounds the best yeah robots known for their carefulness yep but uh i am going to spend a chaos so i get to roll three dice what's our difficulty level i'll say two because this is a pretty clever trap and i want to reward that but also all right uh, oh okay i Pretty sure at least one of those succeeded, but uh, I, I did say it was a difficulty too. Let me just double check the numbers real quick to make sure that another one of those isn't a success. Uh, it's I don't move think is... it could possibly be. Well, it's move I don't is think eight. you can reach a. F- it's move is eight, and it's carefully is seven. Uh, so fifteen. Shite. So those are all those are all successes, and it just Fucking gets a. up. Yeah, and it gets up here, and um, it looks around and. It says, The machine is still searching. All right. Well, I will, I will be waiting. Mm-hmm. Was the bedroom door open when I arrived? No. Then I have closed it. Okay. And I am waiting behind it, such that the door will swing into me, so I will be out of sight when it opens. Okay. And I will have the rest of the cleaning solution in my hand, ready to dump into... Again, I lack proper lore knowledge. How exposed are the torso's gear works exactly? The torso's gear works are completely covered by wooden armor. I think only the back of it is covered, actually. I think the front uh, is exposed. Oh, is the front exposed? Yeah, like in all 3D models, the front is exposed because the only parts that are covered are the, like, actual whale oil bits. Okay, yeah, then, yeah. So the front would be exposed. Yeah, so I will be waiting behind the door, and if it Mm -hmm. enters, I will be searching for an opportunity to huck the rest of the pre-cleaning solution into its gear works to gum them up. All right, so it pokes the door open with its uh, sword arms, walks in, and starts looking around. So now you have a pretty good shot. So this would be a fight something, I would think. So fight cleverly, mm. swiftly, boldly. Carefully? Yeah, carefully sounds good. I'm definitely trying to make this happen without getting seen, or at least yeah. not get seen until I've applied the goop. Yes, so go ahead and roll fight cleverly or carefully carefully I mean so that's a total of nine I roll a nine lower uh I'm gonna spend my other void I'm gonna try and uh okay not have both of those be failures that's one success that's one success so yeah you get the goop in there and it looks at it and uh it says 
Entering combat state. And then also, as as it like starts moving its arms up, it realizes that something's going wrong, and it says. The machine is now relying on audio. So uh, you get a chance to like get away before it can actually attack you. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I want to. Uh, I want to get away and give the gunk enough time to like properly solidify so that it can't move anymore. I don't want to okay. fight it. I want to drag this out so it basically disables itself on the clock. All right. So, um, so I, would I would like say... to move quickly. Yeah, that's actually what I was going to say is move swiftly. Yeah. Okay. So I'm trying to roll below a 10 this time. Oh, no. Mm. Oh, no. Neither of those are a success. Nope. Uh, so it is going to take a swipe at you as you get away from it. Uh, I'm going to say that this is fight probably forcefully. So, and it's using its swords, so that's a... What are we trying to roll below? Well, definitely one of them got it. Let's see. We're trying to roll below fight forcefully is uh, 13, so those are that's two successes. Not that, not that extra successes does stuff for me so it does hit you the sword deals three damage my armored mantle decreases that by two okay so you take one damage how does that work uh you add it to your stress basically once your damage goes above your stress you are knocked out or killed or you can count down your stress either way works yeah how much stress do I have? Because we never discussed that during session zero. Let's talk about stress tracks now that it actually exists in game. Your stress is your survive. The end. My stress is my survive. Okay. Yep. So my survive Let's talk is five. About stress, baby. baby. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you. T- so you're at one out of five damage that you can take, essentially. All right. But. Yeah, you manage to uh, get away, and it like t- it starts trying to turn around to uh, chase you, but then you hear overheating, and like you hear it, it's like the the sound of it is it's getting louder, and like when you look back, you see it sparking, and it explodes. You are far enough away that I'm not going to count this as an attack against you. <laughs> that would be kind of shitty, but yeah, it it does explode, and like some damage is done in the bedroom. Praise be. And the guard goes, the fuck was that? All right, time to go hide back in the reading room. (laughs) Okay, so... Actually, probably time to exit through the window that I entered through and get down to the first floor. Yeah, so... Monticelli, all that happened. I think you're clear, actually, because between the one clockwork that ran away, the other clockwork that went down to investigate... The other clockwork that is upstairs. And the one that he took out earlier. And the guard who's trying to babysit these things. Yeah, the one, the guard that is babysitting it, like, moving, starting to move upstairs to go see what the hell it happened to the exploding robot. I think you're in the clear? Yeah, so I, I just waltz right into Galvani's office and start rooting around. Yeah, I'm not going to make you roll because at this point there's, like, really no point. You do find, like, some research notes in there. And also, hidden in his drawers in his desk, there is some, like, hastily scrawled notes about the stuff going on downstairs. 
particularly he is studying blood flies. So he got some imported in from Karnaka and he said that he put them in the room downstairs. Don't ever open it. I did forget to clear out everything in there. So my good luck charm is still in there, but I'm not willing to risk being eaten alive to get it. What do I know about blood flies? And keep in mind that I am a empire traveler. Yes, you are an empire traveler. So basic knowledge is that blood flies are pretty much basically everywhere except Dunwall. They're particularly heavy down south in Karnaka. They do create hives and people and initial stages are like mind control before they just completely are eaten from the inside and just shut down and just become a normal hive. And they attack in swarms. They get particularly agitated when you get near their nests or if you move quickly, but if you move slowly and don't go near their nests, they tend not to bother you. Why are all the animals in Dishonored so awful? That's a good question. Void influence. Wouldn't surprise me, actually. All right, so I would have um, passed through the awards room to get here, so I know about the stairs down. Mm-hmm. So um, if there's nothing else in the room worth noting, I will, that's where I will head. Okay. Uh, so you head downstairs, and when you get down there, Bliss is there. You, you do hear a clockwork in there who is just... Having a time. <laughs> hey, Mondi. You haven't seen a safe, have you? Uh, it's not in his office. Second floor it is. But, uh, that's the door, right? Yeah, I'm not gonna... I don't want, know what's in there, and I'm not itching to find out. Probably for the best. Uh, you head up first. I think if the safe isn't in the office, it'll probably be upstairs. You should head there. That's where I would put it if I had a house. Monticelli, from behind the door that says, Warning, do not open, you hear the faint sound of whale song. Bliss, you do not hear this. Everything is going according to Keikaiku. <laughs> Translator's note. What? Keikaku means plan. Translator's <laughs> <laughs> note, what? All according to cake. Translator's note, cake means kaikaku. Translator's note, how the fuck do you get a whale in this basement? <laughs> Translator's note, cake is delicious. <laughs> Translator's note, yes it is. Alright, but uh, once Bliss is clear, I will open the door and do the thing of moving very slowly to avoid notice and... Uh, Grab the thing that hopefully is not under or next to the nest. Oh! Oh, my dear sweet Bobbin. You think I wouldn't put it directly next to the nest? You fool! You absolute cretin! I- it is- Translator's note, cretin means cretin. (laughs) It is between two nests. Just nestled right smugly right between them. In that case, I have an idea. I will slowly approach the thing- as soon as the blood flies seem to notice me, I will grab the thing and then blink outside the door, slam it shut. All right. 
Time to finally use the void powers. Yep. So void powers, you need to spend void points to use them. So I believe blink costs one void point to use. Yes, I am down to one void point. Mm-hmm. And how does blink work exactly? There needs to be some sort of uh, physical connection between the two points you choose. But And I think there's a distance limitation, but it should yeah. be... Sh- it's it's long enough that I can get out of the room, certainly. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, since you are spending a void point and using blink, I will rule that that is enough of a cost that uh, I will not attack you. The flies do agitate, but you just immediately pop from one place to another and just slam the door behind you. And they have they're, they're very confused because there was a thing that we were supposed to sting there, and now it's not. What? Yeah, and um. Just to be specific, I must, it must be a spot nearby. It doesn't specify any specific distances, but Mm -hmm. a spot that I can see. And uh, I will instantly appear there, but I do physically cross the space. So if you would pass through an obstacle, such as a window, an opponent, or a wall of light, you will interact with that obstacle as if traveling at high speed. Yep. So I left the door open. Okay. And then slam it shut. Yep. No problem. Yep. So yeah, congratulations. You got a second rune. Quietly pocket that and then move on. Yep. So Bliss, uh, you're back upstairs. You want to try and go up to the second floor and see if there's a safe anywhere? Yes. All right. So when you... Question, Colin. Hmm. Before you maybe do some bullshit to her. Oh, I'm I'm not going to do bullshit. I would have given her a chance to roll first. Well, no. What I'm what I'm asking is, did the guard's shoes get stuck in the home alone trap? Oh shit! I forgot about the home alone trap and the guard. Okay. Uh. Oh hey, there's a city watch guard stats right above the clockwork soldier stats. What did I say? Move carefully. He needs to roll ten. And I'm not. I'm not spending chaos on this on this schmuck. Oh, oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Does that mean we get to introduce a complication? I think it complication does. Death. I think I think it actually does, honestly. So yeah, what complication do you want to introduce to this poor guy's life? Oh. All right. Tell me if this is too much. I would like to have him like get stuck with both feet and then realize that he's stuck and like lose his balance and fall backwards with his feet still stuck to the floor. I was actually thinking of falling forwards because that's far less painful. So I, I will I will propose falling forwards instead. Uh, I was saying falling backwards because that's a lot more difficult to get up from, but sure. All right, yeah. So he falls forward. Uh, he's he's like 100% stuck, though. He's like, ah, what the fuck? Where is this shit? I'm never going to get my own unit after this. Rip and piss. Bliss, you see a guard 100% stuck on the stairs, which for some reason is covered in some really sticky substance. I fucking stroll in through the courtyard door. (laughs) Bliss looks over, looks back at the guard, and just, like, points a thumb at the stairwell. I put on the most shit-eating face that I can muster. (laughs) 
my favorite part about this is that there's no context because you all got separated. You all did your own thing separately. And so like Bliss is like, what the fuck is going on? What? And meanwhile, friend's like, <laughs> Have you seen a safe anywhere? Upstairs in the bedroom, yes. Of course it's upstairs. Would you like me to go back up there? Yeah, try uh, 451. On it. All right, yep, you go in there, you try 451, and once you know it, it opens, and inside you see two gold ingots and also a bone charm. Ah. Y'all can have that, by the way, because those things work no matter what kind of special powers you got. Neat. Yeah, yeah, bone charms work no matter what. His research is not in his safe? No, it was in his office. Did we find his research? Yeah, Bobbin yeah. found it. Oh. Yep. Well, okay, also, it doesn't make sense to have all of the research in one place. So, yeah, there's also some papers in there where the, like, the rest of the research notes are. Notably, Bliss is just going through uh, Galvani's kitchen since uh, everything <laughs> is chill right now. Oh, man. TV and pear. I love these things. And I will swoop back down and I will hold up the ingots. Oh, jeez. Ah, uh, <laughs> those look heavy. <laughs> Would you care to split the load with me? Yeah, sure. You find anything else in there? Mm. Sorry. Uh, so I, I give you one of the ingots and I stuff the other into a pocket and then I pull out the research notes and the bone charm. Okay, so I get the paper, but what's with the, what is that, whalebone? Uh, I think this would be something better researched in a safer locale. Yeah, I think we're, I think we're good then. We got notes, we got... She hefts a fucking gold ingot. We've got money. I got a pair. Everything is golden. <laughs> Excellent. Everybody wins. Where'd uh, where'd Monty go? Monticelli, you you meet up with the uh, the others. They're in the kitchen. Time to go. Let us depart. Yeah. Then we're going. All right. And then one last thing, William. Bark, bark, bark. Ah. That's the signal. So yeah, now I gotta lose the robot. Alright. Uh, yeah. It is still searching for you. Okay, so I had like a pre-planned escape route, and I get yeah. three for doing pre-planning. What did we decide on? Is the... what Are I roll to escape? I think you said... Survive move. boldly? That it was, I think it was move boldly or survive boldly. It was move boldly, I think. Yeah, let's see it was move. That's fair. Okay, so four and five beating nine and rolling three. Oh, dear. Ah. There is a complication. Well, you do one succeed. success. Yeah, there is one success. So, like, you start running through and, like, you do your shit and then you lose the machine. But, like, as you turn a corner, you see two guys dressed in black with gold trimming and uh, some nice gold masks. Well, fuck. And they're like, what are you doing here? Okay, so they 
this one just wasn't a midnight shocking. Seen me. I'm still probably wearing a mask, so that's like yeah, incredibly yeah. suspicious. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's that's why they are stopping you. Like normally, like it's just a guy running, whatever. But like you do look suspicious. Oh, and it is hold a suspicious. Hold on. It is also a suspicious time of night. Yes. Hold on, because I don't I don't know the the distributions of the seasons in this universe. What month did you say it was? Nets, which I believe is sometime in spring. Right, so it could conceivably be a cool night. So if he wrapped up part of his face with, say, a scarf. Yeah, but it's still a little suspicious. Uh, he yeah, was running. Suspicious time yeah, I'm, I'm, honestly, I got a plan. All right. I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to throw the key ring at him and then try to <laughs> bolt while they are distracted by that. <laughs> hmm. Think fast. I mean, right. literally, yeah. Just like, I'm not trying to hurt them. I'm just trying to catch their attention for long enough to get a head start. For the record, Nets is like somewhere between summer and fall, I believe. Oh, okay. Because it goes Earth Harvest, Nets, Rain, Wind, Darkness, High Cold, Ice. So, okay. tail end of summer, probably, I guess. Yeah. So, go ahead and roll me fight boldly, I guess. Okay. <laughs> six and five. Rolling hot Two successes. <laughs> one no, you, three successes. A, three successes, actually. Oh. I knock one of them straight out with the keys. <laughs> no. Somehow. <laughs> no. They, no, you throw the keys at them and start running, and then they just sort of, like, look at each other, and by the time they process what the hell just happened, they're like, they have lost you. The robot comes around the corner, and they're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> William away! <laughs> no, the, the robot's like, you have the keys. Murder mode engaged. <laughs> yeah, the the robot comes around like, you have successfully lost all of them. I'm just like, that's such a brilliant way of losing them that I'm not gonna fucking make you roll all that. I was gonna, I was worried the keys were gonna end up being useless. <laughs> Check off keys. Alright, so then. Yeah, the rest of you managed to get away fairly easily. So, so, congratulations, you have solved my robot puzzle. So yeah, you got the research notes, you got, let's see, I'm going to say 500 uh, coin to split between all of you with like the gold ingots, the, the trinkets, and the coins that you had been just randomly finding like on a table out in the open somewhere. Why would they leave like a coin of five there? What? You did thoroughly explore pretty much every room except for the labs, which would have actually probably net you more, a little more money. But yeah, 500 seems like a good number. As it turns out, those keys were made of solid platinum and worth 300 coin. Pretty <laughs> bad, you tossed them. <laughs> like a keyring back then, like keys were big bulky things. Throwing at a dude would actually maybe knock his lights out for a little bit. I don't know, the keys in, the keys in Dishonored are actually pretty thin. Imagine how much, like, noise it would make hitting that mask. I know! There's, like, a Bonk. ding. <laughs> Dong. I mean, the insides are hollow, so. <laughs> <laughs> Makes, like, a bell noise, like a ring bell, like, ding. All right, so there you go. What do you want to do now that you're all escaped and, I guess, meet up at the place that you said you'd meet up at?
Well, first of all, let's uh, let's get this sweet loot divvied up. I'm going to add a coin attribute. You said five hundred. Yeah, five hundred to split among the four of you. So that's one hundred and twenty-five. Everybody gets one hundred and twenty-five gold. Nice coins. Gil gold. No, we literally break the bars of gold apart. You get 125 <laughs> gold bar pieces. <laughs> Using my uh, counterfeit minting tool here. <laughs> <laughs> so, what was in the safe? Before we get to that, what do I need to do to decrease my stress? I think it just heals naturally. Uh, like, I need some fruit. I'll, I'll look into that later, but I would assume that, like, your stress will probably be cleared by the end of the session. Cool. But after the money is tippied up, we have the research documents to hand over to Bliss so that she can go complete that quest. Yeah, she can go talk to Barry. Yeah, I'm not going to mention the whole part where, uh... But before that, about what you found in the safe. Right. I am just going to spend a little time puzzling over the bone charm. Would you take it out in a place where I could see it? I mean, probably. Just whenever we, like, get back to our meeting place and are all sort of chilled out, I'll just, like, take it out of my pocket and turn it over in my hands, lean back in my chair and stare at it, hold it up to the light. Oh, is that real? Where'd you get that? The same place I got all of this wonderful gold. Oh. Huh. I've heard sailors' tales that those are supposed to be good fortune. So, Oh, they're more lucky. than just good fortune. Oh? You may have heard that I have a bit of a side business in debunking false occultists, spiritualists who are just trying to ride people for money. Indeed. Well, it just so happens that I've come across a few things that are actually real. Those charms are could be one of them. How would you tell? You have to listen very carefully. You see, a properly working bone charm has a bit of the whale's old song in it. And if you hold it in your hands and you listen very closely... You can hear it. Like a shell in the ocean. No, I don't actually say that. And depending on what kind of song is inside the charm, it can help you in different ways. See, when, when he first says, makes whale song, I like hold it up to my ear like a seashell. <laughs> yeah, you can, there is a very faint sound of I wish I wasn't dead <laughs> there's a very <laughs> distant sound of whale song and it's actually quite warm to the touch too ah well I will confess that I am no good at deciphering whale song but I am certainly hearing it based on what it, the book says you would be able to just sort of determine how it helps you by the kind of song you're hearing yeah. So it's, it's not a sort of situation where you have to go to a wizard to identify it. Yep. 
Oh, it's just something you that like sticks itself in your brain, like you just know on Pretty instinct much. that this is what that song translates I make to. You more sneaky. Pretty much. Well, it's sort of like hearing ballroom blitz and knowing that it's a, a song about getting fired up. Right. All right. You don't need to know the words to get that picture. And the man in the back <laughs> said, "Everyone attack." All right. And what you have is. March of the Brave, the Bone Charm song entices you to take the initiative to be more daring and to be decisive. When you attempt to test boldly, you may re-roll a single d20 in your dice pool. This conflicts with Cautious Tune, which is another Bone Charm effect. Ha. Did I make a bold roll at any point there? I don't think you did. But I know someone who likes to make bold rolls. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking about if I want to turn this over to William. I mean, it, it can make a lot of bold rolls, but hmm. who else has a good bold score? Well, it's probably between you and me. See, the the contest that I have in my head is that your bold rolls will be easier than mine because your score is higher. Right. So while you will be making more of those rolls, they will be easier to succeed on, whereas I will be making less of those roles, but they will be harder for me. Yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I've also got boldly five, but uh, I'm well, I'm the one with the outsider mark, so you, you go ahead and grab it. Yeah, my bold is four. My bold is also four. And incidentally, William would be able to hear this song even though it's not in his hand, and it would be louder to him because it would it's more useful to him. Hmm. Huh. I mean, it's not gonna like does it like permanently lock to you? Is this like No, you can switch now? You you can swap yeah, you can see, switch them out. You literally beat me to it. As I will say, Well, um William, this is calling to me, but at the same time, I very much hear your voice in this song. So I will tell you what. If you and I are ever in a room together and it appears that you are about to start throwing down with someone particularly worrisome, be prepared to catch this. All right. That sounds fair enough to me. Uh, honestly, I'm just happy to have some money. This is nice. I feel like I just kind of only pulled two off a of moth. I feel like I. Maybe could have done more, but eh, seems like you guys had a good enough time in there. I fucking pull my cloak a little bit to the side so you can see the fucking blade wound that the <laughs> clockwork soldier left me. And I'll say, my friend, I had my hands full with what was there. I would not have relished more. You did your job excellently. And I could not have asked her more from you. Also, you should probably have that looked at. I got some rubbing alcohol. I got, I, I mean, we get cut up on our, in fights. I got some, I can disinfect it at the very least. I would not mind. I have some bandages in my bag, but I would not mind a little help with it. All right. This is gonna sting um, like the Dickens, but. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So then, Bliss, you've got like you've got a bunch of research notes that you need to deliver. 
Yeah, I'm gonna go see if Barry's still up. Yeah, it's early enough in the night that Barry is uh is still awake. Well, you know the Bottle Street gang's well known for going to bed early. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Look, when you're the boss, you can afford to go to bed when you fucking want to. Yeah, essentially. Look, the Bottle Street gang has two core tenets. <laughs> Stay out of the way. Keep a reasonable sleep schedule. <laughs> I thought you were going to say no bedtimes. <laughs> so yeah, you, you go down to um, the distillery district and uh, you are led into Barry's office and he goes, hey, you're here. So uh, you do that thing I asked you to do? Uh, I did. I did. We got what he was... Uh studying all right he takes the notes from you and he looks through them. he's like yeah yeah this will probably motivate him to uh to pay the back half plus a little extra that'll do quite nice so uh deal's a deal he puts the papers away and uh invites you to take a seat across from his desk now you did do that sneakily right you didn't like alert anyone this was a (laughs) ghost run Sorry, I'm going to have to cut off a couple sentences early because you broke one of the robots. That was a secret <laughs> mission you were supposed to complete. <laughs> yeah, plus just uh, sets down. All right, so he goes, So I was up by the Clock Tower District that night. I was finishing making the delivery of our fine whiskey. May have skinned one off the top. May have been drinking it at the time. So memory's a little spotty in places. But, as I was walking along, I saw a guy just show up behind the high overseer, stuff him in that their potato sack, and push him over. And then, I think I blacked out a bit, because I blinked, and the next thing I knew, the guy was there on the floor, stabbing the high overseer in the heart, which was weird, because he was already dead. He, like, landed on his head. High Overseer is apparently very top-heavy. Yeah, I guess that mask probably would make you uh, fall head first, wouldn't it? Yeah, but the guy, he wasn't wearing a mask, and he had some pretty heavy Karnakan features. You know, really strong, angular face, really black hair. Shaved it kind of short, and he didn't have any facial hair. But it was definitely a guy. It was definitely a Karnakin dude and like I said, maybe I blacked out at some point, but he just was in one spot at one point and in another spot at another point stabbed the high overseer in the heart and proceeded to walk down the, uh, the alley I very carefully put my empty whiskey bottle down because I did not want to alert this guy, and looked over, and yeah, that was the high overseer. He was dead. Dead as shit. And did not want to be blamed for that, so I just booked it out of there. Ah, that was your bottle. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that was my bottle. Alright. That's real helpful, actually. The face? Where he's from? Yeah. 
Well, I mean, he doesn't necessarily have to be from uh, from Karnaka. He could have been born here, but with just like Karnakan parents or something. But definitely had Karnakan features. Yeah, but if there, somebody came in from Karnaka, matching his description, it makes True. it easier to figure out who he is. Yeah, that does help. Anyway, glad we could help each other. It was real nice. Could do it again sometime. I Hold very on. much... Hmm. Why did the scent of the note take Ratcatcher to the bottle? That's a good question. If Barry never touched the note. That's a good mm. question. Hey, Squares, you maybe want to ask that in character? <laughs> Is Bliss smart enough to ask that question? Uh, I got a question, though. Yeah. Did you touch the body? Cause, uh, and she scritches Ratcatcher behind the ears. Because uh, Ratcatcher here followed this little scent trail and it led right to your uh, bottle. And I'm not saying you're lying to me, but maybe you're just holding out a little bit on me. Like, uh, no, I'm not. <sighs> My guess is that the guy who did this is smart and probably knew that they would be using wolfhounds. So maybe he like soaked the note in our brand of whiskey. So that way it wolfhounds couldn't track him so easy. That's my guess. Can I roll something to fake to figure out if I think he's lying to me? Yes, you may roll. I guess that would be like study. Carefully or cleverly? <laughs> Those are both the same thing to me. Okay. And I will say that this is important, so go ahead and spend... Uh... Well, I mean, she doesn't need to. I'm pretty sure she, th th that five does it. All right. Nah, he doesn't seem to be lying to you. He, uh, he, want, he genuinely seems to think... Well, you can tell that, one, he didn't do it, and two, he genuinely seems to at least think that the note was probably soaked in whiskey to throw off wolfhounds. Okay. You know what? Thank you, Barry. It's been a pleasure working with you. I can't... I'm doing the accent now. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime you want to work again, I'll gladly do it. I like you. You treat me with respect. You treat my boys with respect. That goes a long way. You robbed a guy for me. That means a lot. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, anytime. I always I always need money. Glad to hear. Look after my boys. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let me read these notes notes back so that I'm sure I got everything correct. The witness was hazy drunk at the time, so this is should be taken with a grain of salt. However, exactly. our unsub appeared and disappeared suddenly and moved long distances impossibly fast. Mm -hmm. The unsub appears to be Karnakin, male, has short hair and facial hair. Mm -hmm. And then the empty whiskey bottle that was found at the scene was left by Barry. And the reason that the scent led from the note to the bottle is theorized at this time to be that our unsub soaked it in whiskey to throw off trackers. Yes. All right. All right. So, 
Before Monticelli's show, who wants to do some stuff with their day, since I would imagine it would take place fairly soon after dinner? I mean, shouldn't we be, like, hunting down the serial killer? Or Yeah, so I, I kind of figured that, like, the entire next day would be like, all right, everybody, go to bed, get, I don't know, five hours if you can stand to get that. And when we reconvene tomorrow, we're going to go start asking around about this Karnakin man. See if we can gather any in- information. The Karnakin man. Mm-hmm. It wasn't me, it was the Karnakin man. I've got it. <laughs> it was Corvo. <laughs> Is Corvo Karnakin? Yes. But he also has, like, facial hair, so it doesn't really work. So does our target, right? He's got facial hair, it's just short. No, he has no facial hair, I thought. Colin? No, it was, like, it was longer facial hair. It is It is not, like, I had I misheard had to... completely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Short head hair, long facial hair. Yes. I mean, Corvo is also very, very recognizable. Yeah, Barry would have been like, no, no, it was Corvo. It was t- t- 100% Corvo. He's doing it again. Why is he doing it again? <laughs> like, the bridge they were on is literally named after the guy. He's fairly well known. <laughs> also, I don't think Corvo has, you know, outsider powers anymore. No, they got taken away at the beginning of two and he doesn't get them back. So we've got two leads at this point. We have, uh, oh, we have three leads. Now, because Barry's lead turned into another. We have the, we have a rough, an extremely rough physical description of the killer that can be followed up on. We still should follow up on Maroney, at the very least, see if he fits the description. And unfortunately, the overseers all wear masks so we can't just like hang around their office and try and identify people but we could potentially get names of enemies of fisher from them and follow those enemies home and when they take their masks off see if they fit the description i think the overseers actually like stay in like a a barracks do they yeah Okay. Which does mean that they would be able to verify each other's whereabouts. True. And uh, considering that this has become public knowledge, we might be able to assume that it's not one of their own because they would very quickly start to investigate each other and handle it internally. I feel like it would still be worthwhile to press them on it, but maybe not too hard, because that is a good point. Um, so, I figure Maroney is the easiest bit, because that's just like, go to his house, knock on his door, look at his face. If Maroney's not Karnakin, that's like, alright, clear that one. Trick. The Overseers is going to require a bit of a gentle touch. So Bliss will go. We're not... <laughs> I mean, if you think you can do it. No. 
And then the description of the Karnak and passing that around would be... I, that would either be Bliss or myself, because I have just a lot of people in the city that I know, and Bliss lives in the city full-time and is all over the place all the time, so she would know the best places to start asking and would have as many contacts as I do, if not more. Well, you know what I can do? I'd love to hear it. Well, I get regular invitations to high-class parties to provide personal entertainment for the nobility. So I can take more of those invitations than I normally would and uh, see if I can look at some of the faces of the upper crust. See if any of them match the description, since I'm assuming most of you don't have quite the level of access that I do. You would be surprised. I have a high-class contact, but we have a bit of a complicated relationship, and I feel like she maybe wouldn't want to see me two days in a row. So, yes, you are probably... You are definitely better than I for sniffing about the well-to-do. If you want to do that, I think, I think I, I will volunteer to fall on the sword that is the Overseer's office. If you would. The Overseers and I have a complicated relationship, to say the least. Hmm. Well, um, on that subject... They want me to be dead, and I don't want to. <laughs> on that topic, and I hold <laughs> up my new bone charm, would they take on bridge with my bringing this into their offices. Oh, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, they kind of uh, round those things up and break them. Mm. Yes, quite regularly. Farewell. Then in the interest of not losing my new treasure, I will alley-oop it to William. Yep. I will keep it safe. Please and thank you. All right. So, who wants to go? So, who wants to go first? And what? And remind me what they're doing because that was a lot to take in at once. So, I, I will recap what's being done. Monticelli okay. is going to do as many like high class private parties that he possibly can in the day until his big theater show at night, and okay. see if our. Karnakin murderer is amongst the nobility if he just so happens to attend one of these parties. Okay. Bliss and William are gonna go sniff around the common folk and see if anybody has seen someone with this description. Well, Bliss is going somewhere. That's for sure. Bliss is going somewhere. Maybe the two of you split up and do separate things. I don't know. Maybe William can go talk to uh, Terrence again. And uh, I am going to the office of... I'm going to the overseer's office to see what I can learn. All right. So who wants to go first? I'll go first. All right. So Bliss is going to go to the Boyle Mansion. Okay. You approach their gates, 
and the guards start to stop you, and then they go, oh, oh, it's you, Bliss. Uh, okay, go right on in. Uh, <laughs> Lady Boyle's expecting you, I, I guess. I guess. I mean, you're, you're, you are a known quantity at this point. Uh, the, uh, the thin little rat girl that sometimes comes to the mansion. Yes. They do request that rat catcher stay outside. They can't stop you from bringing him inside because they know rat catcher, but they request it at least. <laughs> Bliss pats rat catcher on the head and says, stay boy, be good. He sits and he gives you a pathetic look and whines. And one of the guards comes over, tries to pet him. He starts growling and he, the guard just backs off. <laughs> no, 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 no. I almost named him Finger Snatcher. Don't touch oh. him. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. That's, mm. Well, now. Why <laughs> <laughs> Finger <laughs> Snatcher? I don't get it. All right. So uh, you go in. And you enter, and then a servant comes over and goes, Oh, Lady Bliss, shall I tell Lady Boyle that you are here to see her? Yeah, yeah, tell my sister I'm here. She nods, and she moves off. And then um, she comes back a few minutes later, and she goes, Lady Melody will meet you in the music chamber. Of course. And uh, you are... You are Led there, even though you know the way. Your sister always meets you in the music chamber. That is just where you meet. And a couple minutes later, your sister arrives. And just so everybody knows, this is not one of the established Boils. This is an original character who is married into the Boils. Turns out, Lydia wasn't picky. She was just gay. Uh, hmm. Huh. Cool. And Melody comes down. She goes, oh, dear sister, what are you doing here? <sighs> um, Murder mystery. <laughs> Murder. <laughs> no, actually. So what I'm actually here for is um, I'm here looking to see if she has anything she needs me to do because I want to increase the, my relationship with one of my contacts. Because I feel like it might be more important later on to have a contact, uh, to have a favor that I can extract, I guess. So that's what I'm here for. That's not what I say in character. <laughs> I know. Uh, she's she's she walks back and forth, and like she sort of like sits near a very very fancy cello, and she thinks, and she goes, actually the is something one of our friends is a strong word associates their son has gone missing and we asked around the overseers didn't take him so there's that the gods said that they hadn't brought him in which tracks the there is quite a bit of money going to make sure that his more extra lawful activities go unnoticed. So we're hoping that maybe you can help find him. Yeah, I'm going to be going all over the city anyway, so 
<sighs> Works out very well. So just, uh, you know where someone last saw him and uh, what he looks like? She gives you a brief description, which I had not put that much thought into. Sorry, I guess I should have brought this up beforehand. Yes, it's fine. She gives you a brief description and says, last time he was seen, he had decided to go... I believe the term is bar hopping? And he was seen somewhere around on the other side of Caldwin's Bridge. Okay. Somewhere on the other side of Caldwin's Bridge. Yep. In the middle of nowhere. In this big unlabeled section. Yeah, in this big unlabeled section, there's he was somewhere around there. Yeah, okay, okay. I tell her I'll do it, and, um... Hey, Melody, listen. Just... You probably heard already about the high overseer, so just... Yeah, dreadful affair, dreadful. Be careful, okay? She thinks for a little while, and she, for once in her goddamn life, since she got married, drops the uh, the hoity-toity thing, and she goes, Do you really think I'd be a target? I don't know. It's... Somebody brought up that an overseer was also the first person that Corvo went after. And I feel like there'll be another one. And look, I... You're a boil. He did go after Waverly all those years ago. Wow, that must be, like, real shitty. Just knowing, like, the royal spymaster just fucking disappeared. One of the boils. <laughs> well, I mean, in fairness, they were financing a coup. Yeah, she kind of... I don't know want to say deserved it because of what happens, but... I will say this, the devs have definitely walked back on how horrible that was because they kind of agree it was really shitty. And so... Basically, what happened was Waverly had that guy wrapped around her finger. She lived in the lap of luxury. She eventually had him killed, had all his money go to her, and she just basically lived in, like, I don't have to do anything for, like, the rest of her life. And never contacted her sisters. Being kidnapped is fine, actually. (laughs) Being kidnapped is fine when the person who kidnapped you is an idiot. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, look, I'll take care of it. Just, you know how to find me if you need me. And if anything weird happens, get a hold of me. I will. Uh, that's, yeah, yeah, I will. Thanks. And Bliss, thoroughly embarrassed, just immediately leaves. All right. As you walk out, you see a guard, like, dangling a rat over Ratcatcher's mouth and Ratcatcher keeps jumping up to try and get it and he pulls it away and he keeps teasing him and eventually Ratcatcher just bites his leg. The guy drops the rat and the Ratcatcher just eats it. Well, I was going to fucking kick his knee out from under his leg. <laughs> no, the rat. He had a rat for a leg? <laughs> Alright. So then, uh, moving on to who wants to go next? I can do my thing. All right. 
I mean, it, it doesn't require much additional description. It's just uh, sort of a miniature travel version of my act with a few more uh, close-up card tricks and uh, puzzle boxes to just sort of hand out to the audience for them to figure out. Each of them right. of my own design and construction. All right. So uh, while you are doing that... Although the to... card tricks are shameful shamelessly stolen from uh, dozens of other close-up magicians. Oh yeah, close-up magicians all share that shit anyway, like even in real life. So while you're doing that, you're looking for guys who would fit the description of your Karnakin killer. So go ahead and um, study quietly. I would like to say cleverly because I am yeah. in- intentionally going to move throughout each party and at least share a word or two with everybody there, whether they're into magicians or not. All right. Yeah. So go ahead and roll that. All right. Uh, what's your momentum at these days? Your momentum is, oh, uh, ouch, five. All right. Anybody mind if I spend one of those? I'd do it to it. Go for it. Yeah, just to be certain here. All right, uh, study cleverly means that I got two of those. All right, so that momentum that you spent is back. Nice thought. So you walk around, and like during a couple of these parties, you do see a few men who would fit that description. Although there are a couple that you can immediately just discount as being able to like move really quickly and do this sort of stuff because they're a little on the heavy side because even, even if he is like moving impossibly fast as in doing the same shit that you do, he would probably still need to move fairly quickly to actually sneak up on someone. So mm. I, I of all people would know where the limitations of that kind of power end. Yeah, so definitely not the heavy guys. So you do narrow your search down quite a bit. You do see some Karnakin people, but they don't have facial hair. You do see some guys with facial hair, but they don't have like the sharp angular facial features that Karnakins do. And so there's there's still a good list, but it's not as long as like as you would immediately think it would be. So it just comes down to trying to figure out which one of those would have a grudge against the overseers. I would make a point of memorizing their names. And this is the kind of party where everybody's names would be uh, announced upon entry. Right. I will come up with a couple of names for you. One of them might be the killer, and I'm just bullshitting you. One of them, or none of them potentially could be. You won't know in or out of character. Yes. But I will come up with a bunch of names for you later. That's all right. Uh, right. Time for Colin to invent 10 NPCs. <laughs> Pretty much. You're welcome. <laughs> all right. Who's next? I will go next. All right. So then, the Office of the High Overseer. Really big, imposing building with a wrought iron gate. There's a big statue in the middle. I forget who that statue is supposed to be of canonically. 
and like there's the big flat red flags with the overseer symbol on them two stories tall sort of u-shaped overseers just crawling all over the place a couple have wolf hounds with them but none of them seem to really pay you much mind you're here at a not suspicious time and there is quite a large cathedral or citadel or whatever it technically is is in this building uh that people would go to to like listen to sermons and like ask for spiritual advice so you're you're not really drawing any suspicion it it has a house of worship built into it so civilians come here all the time got it yeah by the way um that statue at the top of the stairs the uh the the exact lighting and the angle on that i did not realize that that was meant to be a bust at first I thought that was a guy with an extremely short torso and extremely <laughs> long legs. Oh, it is the okay. I now that I see that it is a bust, I remember who the bust. It, it is a bust of. It is a bust of the first, the very first high overseer. Okay, but yeah, like you can get in no problem, and uh, eventually one of the overseers will go. Is there is there like a front desk? I'm trying to think. Kind of, there's like a front pedestal because, like, the very first room you enter is like the is like the place of worship. I'm trying to remember in the game if there's like a desk there, and I don't think there is. But uh, there is there. It, there's basically is always going to be an overseer there, like reading from the book of the seven scriptures, and uh, one of them will look up and he he will go, "Can I help you today?" Yes. Good afternoon. My name is Friend Harlow. I have been brought on by the city guard to investigate the tragic passing of your commander. And I was hoping that I may speak to some people who were more familiar with him. He nods and uh, he says, you may follow me this way. And he takes you up some stairs and uh, leads you to a sort of office type room for people who have played the game or seen people play the game. This is the room where you would switch the uh, the alcohol bottles or break them in order to uh, either kill Campbell with poison or to do the non to start the non lethal option. And he moves off and then a little while later he comes in and he says someone will be with you momentarily brother Bailey I believe and uh, he walks off and then a few minutes later another overseer walks in if there is anything in the room that I could possibly be picking at I am Okay. I mean, there's not much. There's a fireplace, if I recall correctly, and, like, there's, there's like, a mount above it. I think they would put guns there now that there's no longer a rune. Why they hung a rune there to begin with, I think I thought they destroyed those. I don't know. It's like trophy hunting. Yep. Eventually, an overseer with no mask on, by the way, dressed in blue, which indicates a vice overseer, he steps in and... He's got some Karnakan features to him, and he's got some big old mutton chops. Ah. Out of, um, out of lore curiosity, what is the overseer presence outside of Dunwall? 
it's fairly big. It's like it, it's all across the empire. It is the it's okay. essentially the official religion of the empire. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. I think every island at, has at least one vice overseer. So he walks in and he goes, "May I help you?" Yes. Good afternoon. I'm afraid I've never seen those colors on a person of your order here. May I assume that I am talking to a man of authority? I am Vice Overseer Bailey, yes. And then he thinks he's like, actually, at the moment, I am Acting High Overseer Bailey. Ah, excellent. Then you may be the perfect person for me to speak to. Indeed. I surely do not need to tell you of the tragic circumstances that have led to your promotion. Tentative promotion, but yes. Hmm. I will be pulling for you. I have been brought on by the city guard to investigate these circumstances. And some of the signs that we found the scene of the incident have led us to believe that the perpetrator was someone that the high overseer knew well our own internal investigation has come with a similar outcome yes hmm Well, I do not mean to overstep the bounds of your organization. I understand that men of your order, of your faith, may have certain roads of inquiry cut off to you for propriety's sake. Such things are not cut off to me. If there are any leads that you find yourself wishing to pursue more thoroughly, I would be happy to take them. He sits there and he thinks and he goes, no, no, I don't believe it's necessary. We are still conducting our own internal investigation. And while we haven't really turned up much, I'm not in the habit of discussing ongoing investigations with outsiders. Uh, But maybe perhaps later, if we continue to find little to no evidence. While I do understand your discretion, it is quite reasonable. Oh, no, no, I can't reveal this. I can't drop this because fucking Monticelli took the note. They don't know about it. Exactly. And that they is know why about I the took, knife. That is why I took the note, in case someone knows about it. Oh, uh, but I can't no, the problem here is that I can't tell him that there will be more. I can't tell him that we have good reason to believe that there will be more. And that acting with haste wouldn't be prudent or, or would be prudent. <laughs> you could, and you could always reveal that you stole evidence and get in a lot of trouble. <laughs> yeah, that's the big problem here. <laughs> Well, you could you could always state it as a question. Do you think there will be more? Do you think this yeah. is the first or the last we'll see of these 
gruesome murders. Yeah, I'm, t- I'm trying to think of a way to phrase that. Just remind them of the connection to Corvo's spree. I've, that's the first bit that, that occurred to me as soon as you started speaking. Well, I understand and would ordinarily very much agree with the discretion that you are showing in your side of the investigation. I do want to caution you on a dearth of haste. Not too long ago in this city's history, we saw a a spot of misfortune, rather a rather serious spot of misfortune, fall an overseer, and that was merely the prelude to a string of further misfortunes. You are talking about High Overseer Campbell, yes. I am, yes. And there are concerns amongst the investigation, amongst our investigation team that we may have a similar string starting here with your High Overseer. You do bring up a good point, but I must insist on keeping things internal for now. Could I please have the opportunity to throw dice at this man? Yeah, but it's going to be a difficulty too, because he really does not want you in on the investigation, or at least his side of it. Because overseers are suck and are lame. Yeah, overseers <laughs> suck and are lame. Okay, um, so that this is talk. Yep, and I think this is talk clever. Yeah. I definitely want to spend momentum for one extra die. Would anybody have any terrible objections for me spending out for two extra die? No, Go for I it. think that, yeah, the session's uh, not much longer. Yeah. Okay, so take that you, you can t- yeah you can take three momentum out, and I will roll four d twenty, and I am attempting to roll below an eleven. That is four successes. <laughs> well, well, that uh, goes the momentum goes up to no momentum goes up to four, not two, because this was a difficulty two. Okay, he goes very well. I suppose you bring up a rather prudent point. So we will share our evidence with you if you share your evidence with us. Absolutely. Cooperation will certainly be the best tool that we can ply towards stopping any possible future misfortune. It will take me some time to get you the proper written details. After all, most have not been written yet, and I am sure that you did not bring all of your evidence here with you. So we shall meet later tonight. Give us time to get our ducks in a row, so to speak. Of course. 
is there anything else you wish to speak of? That is all that I can think to say to you at this time. Very well. In that case, allow me to show you back to the front door. I would be honored, acting high overseer. And it's very subtle. It is very subtle. But when you say acting high overseer, he gets like the smallest shit eating grin. Because he (laughs) loves hearing it. Uh, yeah, that's why I did it. <laughs> he leads you out. He leads you uh, back out. Two very polite people just saying "fuck you." No, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. Uh. All right. So. Uh, if anybody, if nobody else has a thing, I do. There's one last thing I want to do involving Monticelli, which is his performance. Well, uh, before that, one quick bit of um, uh, one quick note is that I have spent my two runes and taken I within. Ooh. Which means that for the rest of the scene, you have to tell me all of the personal truths about all the people I come in contact with. Okay. All is revealed to my eye within. All right. Okay. So then, it is a time the next day. <laughs> a time. And you are doing your your act at the Blair Theater of the Arts. So please go ahead and describe it. All right. Well, this act is uh, essentially a mix of basically performance in general and acts of um, mystery in particular. And incidentally, I I have arranged it so that everybody in the party can get a free ticket if they want to come. All right. Sure. I will absolutely attend. I'd be good to attend, yeah. Yeah, okay. Alright, so everybody's there. Alright, so basically it starts with uh, simple tricks, the kinds of stuff that most magicians use, basically to get the crowd's appetite whetted, and to basically just sort of lead into the bigger tricks that will happen later in the evening. And uh, those include basically having some of the audience members come up on stage to test the equipment, like um, how strong, whether the manacles are actually made out of steel, whether the uh, water-filled cage is actually uses glass and uh, has no trick sides to it or trick bottom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like most magic shows, it makes a big production over showing what parts of it are real to distract people from the parts of it that are entirely fake. But of course, uh, to be fair, a lot of it is stuff that most people wouldn't be able to do even if they knew how the trick works, because several of the tricks rely on Monticelli having practiced day after day after day and being incredibly physically fit in order to hide it at the top of the water tank in a just a bit of air that is otherwise invisible to the outside. 
being able to dislocate his thumbs in order to slip them past what are otherwise perfectly functional handcuffs, and uh, being able to hide lockpicks in his mouth so that he can uh, open up the manacles on his legs. And then, of course, there is the centerpiece of his show, the newest addition to his daring escape artist attempts, which is where he uh, quite simply, and in full view of the audience, uh, is shackled, covered in dozens of uh, chains, and then raised by the legs up above the stage, and uh, as I make a big production of shaking the uh, chains, trying to get out, and I rise up past the uh, the top curtain above the the margin of the stage, I use blink to just suddenly uh, pop down to one side. After carefully arranging, by the way, that all of the stage hands also happen to be distracted at that particular moment. Uh. And so, yeah, then all of the chains just sort of clattered down onto the ground uh, as all of the uh, stagehands and assistants are just sort of doing this dance routine in front to just uh, keep the audience uh, entertained. <laughs> What's notably being a completely obnoxious observer going, Woo! Yeah! Monty! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I am also, like, standing up. Bravo! Bravo! Yeah, and then, like, yeah, two seconds after the chains loudly clatter to the stage, Monticelli strides out onto the stage from the side, a completely different direction than when he was lifted away, (laughs) and bows to the audience. Uh, Which there is very loud clapping, cheering, how'd how'd he do that? He was there, and then he wasn't. I don't understand. (laughs) At which point, the crowd starts clearing out, but they're, aside from your friends who are probably, like, staying behind to to congratulate you, there is one, I don't want to say face, because it's not really a face. It is a mask. Gold. He stands up. And uh, he walks over to you and he goes, Hello. That was quite a performance. Wasn't it? Gets the crowds riled every time. Indeed it does. Gets me riled up every time as well. You see, I've been to quite a few of these productions, Mr. Monticello. I think his first name is The Magnificent, actually. <laughs> and you notice that this overseer, he's not wearing the normal overseer clothing. He's wearing, like, special robes. It's still black and gold, so it's not like not like the high overseer or vice overseers that dress normally in, like, red and blues. No, this guy is still black and gold, but, like, the cut of the outfit is different. Well, always happy to meet a fan. And, uh, from what I understand, I have quite the following among the, uh, upper classes of our great empire. Indeed you do. And, like I said, I've caught your shows several times. And call me someone who likes to ruin 
the mystery behind it, but I've gotten into the habit of trying to at least figure out how you do the things, replicate them myself if I can. And I've figured out how you do everything except one thing. And if you can tell me how, how you, you do... you get out of a finger trap? I can't figure that one out. <laughs> if you can tell me how you do that one thing, I promise I will not reveal your secret upon my life. Well, I'm afraid it's not entirely up to me. We magicians have something of a code, you see. Call it professional protection, if you will. But I'm afraid that unless you have an order specifically to find out what the nature of the trick is, I have no obligation to reveal it to you and a professional obligation to keep it quiet. I understand this, but I really would love to know how you get from out of those chains over to there. And I've tried every single solitary way that I can think of, and I just cannot figure it out. So, Mr. Monticelli, I will see you later with that order and believe you and me he leans in real close if I sniff one little iota of heresy we will put you to the thumbscrews and then he leans back and he says good day Mr. Monticelli if you decide to change your mind and enlighten me on how you do this trick you can find me in the office of the High Overseer. My name is Brother Timofey. Well, fortunately for me, the uh, truth behind it is no real magic, but I will require an order. Otherwise, it will look bad among the other magicians. Of course. I'll see you very soon. And he starts walking away. And when he gets to the exit, he is followed by several other overseers wearing the same sort of cut that he is. Time for everybody to find out that I have a twin brother. <laughs> <laughs> well, fuck that guy, am I right? Fucking hate those <laughs> bunch of fucking assholes. Each and every one of them. Shiny bastards in masks. Poking their stupid faces where they don't belong. William, have you been drinking? I never stopped. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you poor man. All right, so uh, experience points. Oh, boy. Everybody loves experience points. I need to find out what page experience points are on and, like, maybe I can tell you I have it it up on the PDF right now because I was looking at it. You want page 77. All right. I'm going to bookmark this. Well, 77 on Adobe. It's 81 of 313. Yeah, yeah, I see that. So 
gaining experience, I believe friend was the only one who took stress. Yup. So you gain an experience point. Yup. I did not spend three or more chaos in a single event or effect. And none of us added complications for free experience after failures. Yes. Yes. We, we got to remember to do that sometime. Yeah. I, so yeah, I make a little cheat sheet for this. Yes. I'll, I'll probably do that between sessions. Also, because you successfully did this thing and you did it fairly well, even if you did do it fairly loudly, I will <laughs> award another two no i'll award another three experience on top of that so three for everybody and then an additional one for a friend for taking a stress yeah three okay guess i'm up to six all right so then good going everybody we did it we made progress yeah we robbed a man Kahani's a nerd. It's okay, because he was a nerd. <laughs> that makes the crime legal. That's right. Nobody went to go visit Maroni, but I guess you guys can do that next time. Yeah. Can I get a void point for upholding my faction? Yes, you can. That is 100% a uh, thing that you could do. Yeah. How do we acquire those? What are the conditions for acquiring those? Because I'm out now. Well, you get one more at the start of each session, so I'm going to be starting at three next time. Mm-hmm. Cool. So I'll just give myself that now. And you get one for basically following the principle of your faction. So whatever you've got written down for that as being like the guiding morality. The letter carriers. Surface in secrecy. Don't talk about your clients. Don't fuck around. Get your jobs done perfectly. You did kind of do one job perfectly, kind of. Like, you, you robbed that guy and you got everything that he was worth. Yeah. And I was, I was not made. I am not a suspect. I think literally the only person that was seen was William, and he was wearing things. Yeah. To cover his identity. Uh, being seen was part of the plan, actually. Yeah. Even then. Yeah, bitch. Even better. Alright. Cool. Send back up to two. And I've got seven experience now, which means I could theoretically do some things. You could, you could, I think you could do one thing, and that is, um... Focus. I can focus one of my focuses by one, which I don't think I'm gonna do. I think my focuses are fine where they're at. Okay. Alright. Well then, good session, everybody. Thanks for listening. And next time, maybe more things will happen and maybe another dude will die. <laughs>